0: Absolutely. All right. Where to? Next question. All right, what you got? Do you think if there was, uh, you know, um, for example, someone has what you would call, well, one of those similar to what you had when, um, when I um, when when we were near that place. I mean, I mean, someone comes up to you and you're like, why would you? Why would you just? I mean, in the... I mean, right now, what's the time? <laughs> what's the time in Perth? Uh, on, oh, what's <laughs> 7.44. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, Michael usually writes the questions, but he's sick today and Sue's on maternity leave until 2024. She had triplets, so I, I don't usually do these, but...
1: Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. Um... No, it's
0: been 7.44. Right, look, we're all worried about the future. I just want to assure you all, guys, guys, no, pens down. Seriously, look at me. Eyes up here. Thank you. Um, I just want to reassure you all that for now, all your jobs are safe. I just want to reassure you, no one else is... There'll be no further redundancies. All your jobs are safe. I just want to reiterate, guys, guys, seriously, all your jobs are safe. But we will be meeting with the board of directors this afternoon... To decide whether there'll be further redundancies but i just want to reassure you that until that meeting takes place which is actually in 15 minutes i've got to wrap this up pretty soon guys but until we have that meeting all your jobs are safe i just want to reiterate guys i just want to reassure you that for at least at least and this is at a minimum 15 minutes all your jobs are safe so i just want everyone just relax just focus on the job at hand and just remember, your jobs are safe till at least 14 minutes now. 14, min- 14 minutes got that meeting with the board of directors. But guys, relax. Apparently in the in these times, it's quite hard to do a conventional date. You can't just take them to a wine bar and afterpay a whole lot of wines that you can't really afford and then flee to Central America, maybe El Salvador, Honduras, whatever has a better climate. Um, you have to come up with something a little bit socially distant, a little bit something out- outdoorsy. And what is a really popular first date option these days people who are on the bumbles the tinders the hinges triple threats as they as they go by is the walking date the walking first date is very popular now and i actually went for a, a a walking first date the other day. We just sort of met up, went for a walk, chatted, and then said goodbye with the Italian handshake, a little tap of the ankle, um, or the, the European double tap with the elbows, right elbow, left elbow, there you go. Ciao, ciao, my little sweetheart, until the next time we say goodbye. And I thought the walking date went really well, and so I messaged her uh, uh, a bit later on, and I said, you know, I had a lot of fun. She said, I had a lot of fun too. And I said, well, maybe on our second date, we could maybe... Go on a jogging date, maybe a running date. And she says, oh, I think uh, that would be moving a little bit too fast for me, Harry. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I'm just imagining you laughing. I was walking through Spring Hill today, saw a crushed box. There's an empty box being crushed. Um, they done half the job. You know, you fold it up and then you put it in a recycling bin. A box of 200 syringes folded and squashed and left on a sidewalk. So even the junkies of Spring Hill are panic buying syringes hoarding syringes, sorry sir two syringes at a time, you know the rules that would be embarrassing, You'd be caught at checkout and, and the sex shops as well, probably have to re- enforce restrictions, sir, sorry, two dildos at a time, now, they're very busy, a lot of people bored at home, in the middle of um, uh, video conferences at work Only they, oh, they're, they're, they're seeing nothing from the shoulders down, so a lot of people are snapping up, uh, hoarding these dildos and not anymore, not on my watch, so look I've worked in this sex shop for 40 years here in, uh, in Fortitude Valley and I'm not going to have my loyal customers coming in to get their products, their their weekly shop, okay? And a lot of these clients are very, very elderly and vulnerable. I've uh, I've got a few clients who are over the over 90 years of age, and they come into this sex shop, and and they have to come a long way, and and they and they get here, and there's no baby oil left, and they're very very upset. So what I'm doing here at this local sex shop is I'm letting the elderly and vulnerable line up first, and, and in the morning, and they get first first dibs, mate. So yeah, I'm pretty shocked too that they actually bought they bought everything. Yep, the elderly have shown up here at this sex shop. 7 o'clock in the morning, and yeah, they clean me out, so I, I do apologise, sir. I, I am in uh, process of negotiating a few uh, socially distant dates on the weekend, which is basically where yes, you, you, you meet the girl at the front of Seven Eleven, 11 you tap ankles, you give the old, the, the, the woo hand shake, the elbow bump, way too dangerous now, we're sneezing into our elbows, we can't be bumping them anymore, we've to tell what you can't sneeze into, ankle, Right? You know? there's the next challenge, that's your homework, try and sneeze into your ankle. Anyway, so basically you meet up in front of Seven Eleven. 11 You both go in at different times. So sorry, she waits outside while you go in. Then once you come out, she goes in. You both get a chalky milk. You go down to a local park and you sit about five metres away from each other and you just yell things at each other like, Hey, so do you have any siblings? Or things like, you know, I presume that I really like your perfume. At the end of the date, you realise that you get along so well that you decide uh, to roll the old... Covered nineteen-sided dice, risk getting the coronavirus, and and lean in for a kiss. Just as you lean in, the Australian Defence Force shows up on horseback and beats you with sticks. Now that's generally how a socially distant date will go down. Chairman Mao, uh,
2: Chairman Mao, excuse me. What is it, boy? Chairman Mao, it's about Hong Kong.
0: Mr. Zhang, you are fully aware that on Thursdays I drink a 1.25-litre bottle of Coca-Cola while editing
2: the Tiananmen Square Wikipedia page? Yes, Chairman Mao, but the people of Hong Kong are very angry. They're burning everything. But last time I checked the surveillance cameras in Hong Kong, they were very happy. Ah, well, that appears to be their issue, Chairman Mao. They don't like the surveillance cameras. But there aren't even surveillance cameras in the male bathrooms. Well, with respect, Chairman Mao, it's not the surveillance that they're worried about. It's that the people of Hong Kong want to listen to their favourite radio show, Talking Dressage with Harry Raval Lee. But the radio signal is getting interfered with by the surveillance cameras. Well, I'm sorry. Surveillance is simply not an option. A great, noble... Fearless leader Chairman Mao, my lover and friend, may I suggest just one thing? Yes, disgraced former Australian Senator Sam Dastiari. Why don't we simply pretend to be this Harry Lee fellow? project ourselves over the speakers that are secretly planted in every Chinese person's eardrums, and convince Hong Kong that we are in fact the radio show Talking Dressage with Harry Ravel Lee. You think the people of Hong Kong are stupid enough to fall for it? Well, they're stupid enough to want uh, human rights and democracy. Okay, well I'll press this button and we'll see how it goes.
0: chubby chubsters my god you have put on weight and is that a terrible haircut too who gave you that the clippers went out of battery about halfway through but you know what looking experimental Uh, but i can just imagine how much weight you put on how much chocolate did you eat over the easter break four days No exercise. Maybe we can turn this... This is an hour. And as we all know, an hour is the regulation uh, time frame. One of those early morning workout shows that used to start just before Cheese TV. So why don't we just get into that. I think it's... I think it's high time. Look, you said when we got into this relationship, this listener... Radio host relationship, you wanted honesty, you said honesty was important to you. I was honest with you, I said straight up, I said, I'm a legend. You're gonna love me, All right? I was honest about that. I told nothing but the truth. And now it's time for some more truth. And that truth is, lately, I've noticed, sweetheart, um, And you've put on a lot of weight. My god, you're Giant You are ginormous. You're repulsive. I'm sorry work out, We've got to work out, come on sweetheart, you've eaten a lot of chocolate, you've been locked in the house for weeks, you heard there were some people in Europe who were doing marathons inside their house, they were doing 2,000 laps of their, their living room, alright? It, it was a true testament to the fact that all marathon runners must have some sort of traumatic past. how can you actually run that many laps of the living room? Um, anyway, so let's let's work out. Let's put your hands in the air. Put your hands in the air. Now point your index and middle finger in one hand. Point your index and middle finger in the other hand. Now bend your arms back towards your face. Now stick your fingers down your throat. Now you now you're losing weight. Well done, everyone. So welcome to Talking Dressage, where we talk nothing but dressage for a whole hour. It's the industry-leading dressage program in southeast Queensland. Well, at least on Thursdays. Now, I know I might seem like a bad bloke. I would just, uh, man, this show's only been going a handful of minutes and I've already made jokes about obesity, uh, bulimia and dressage, worst of all. And you might say, Harry, you're a bad bloke. You called the police to make a noise complaint on your own mother's 50th birthday while trying to play video games downstairs, to which I will simply say, bad bloke, you're trying to tell me I'm a bad person? Well, I have irrefutable evidence that I am not a bad person. I direct you to my Facebook profile picture from 2009, which contains me and young African orphans. Now... Would a bad person have a- African orphans in their profile picture? You know, I cuddled those two orphan kids f- for ages, a- and ages being specifically the p- just long enough for the new profile picture to get taken. You d- you, when you're on dating apps, it's, it's quite superficial, right? You have to judge someone by their pictures, and then you decide whether you're going to talk to them, right? So the pictures need to say, actually, need to say as many words as possible. A thousand is pushing it, but um. Um, you, you could always just superimpose some text onto, onto your photo and literally speak a thousand words in very small font through, through the picture um, but most of the time people just go they, they pay for flights to Africa they cuddle two orphans for a couple of minutes and they get a fantastic new profile picture it, apparently it's leading to child exploitation in these African countries because a new industry has developed and that is Orphanage tourism. Can you give you me know, you know how sick this is? That Western travellers have quite literally uh, been so keen to do this that they've they've created an industry that relies that literally relies on there being orphans in Africa. Like, if, if you're an African infant, your parented, you're know, like. They they don't need you. Like what 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 good are you? There's not there's not enough sadness in, in their eyes to serve as a beautiful counterpoint to the sympathetic gaze of a 21 year old University of Queensland rugby player who stopped by the orphanage for 10 minutes to get this photo taken. You know what good is a a parented child? Not sad enough, please. Unless he can act. Can he act? No. Get him out of here. Um. Like, well, like these people look at these photos taken these African children. Like what have you actually done? What was the purpose of your visit? Did you build a school? Did you dig a well? You, you, you might as well take a, a photo just holding like completely out of context just holding a, a solar panel. Cradling a chunk of uranium. It's like I haven't done anything with this uranium but it does have the potential we can, we can harness the energy in this uranium and put an end to, to fossil fuels. That there is the capacity for nuclear energy in this block of uranium that I'm cradling in my profile picture. Am a good person? Aren't I a good person? How to get a girl in seven years, my 66-step plan. Subscribe now and it'll go straight to your email junking box. When will we all see live music again? We will be seeing it, but we won't be there. The live streaming is the future. That is clear. Zoom is clearly the future. Lower overheads. It means that all you'll have to do is get a very good home cinema, and every house is big enough for a home cinema. Just honestly, send one of your children off to one of those African orphanages and free up that bedroom to be a home cinema. Look, there'll be the the child at the African orphanage, They'll still be loved, 20-something-year-olds on rugby trips to South Africa. They'll be stopping by for 10, 15 minutes. They will cuddle your child for at least as long as it takes to get a new profile picture. Your child will be loved. Fear not about that. Just send your least intelligent child, the one who sings in the car the most, the one who refuses to eat the most amount of vegetables. Send them off to the orphanage and then free up that spare room for a nice home cinema where you can put on, you know, Rolling Stones DVDs from 1981, live at Hampton, live at the Coliseum and feel the power of Charlie Watts and the drums, Mick Jagger on vocals and Keith Richards on cocaine. Feel the power. Or put on a bit of Casey Chambers And then change the channel back to the Rolling Stones. Feel the power. Hello? Is it me you're looking for? Yes. You owe me money. Aye, stab me. Well, Richie, stab me. We've got to be socially and emotionally distant. And it's very sad that you have to tell people close to you to um, keep 1.5 metres away Um, both physically and emotionally. And that's the toughest thing to call up parents, maybe loved ones like a girlfriend or boyfriend and just say, look, just stay 1.5 meters away emotionally from me, please. Just no personal questions, nothing about my childhood, nothing about what I wanted to be when I grew up. Don't ask me how work's going. None of that. We were hearing about in a lot of um, in the media that there was there's a shortage of ventilators. Of course, we don't have enough ventilators and face, and face masks to cater for everyone if we we're all in hospital. And that's also not the only shortage crisis that Australia is gripped with. A lot of um, 30-something-year-old straight males have recently found themselves with a, a little bit more time on their hands and Australia is clean out of cheap USB microphones because every bloke seems to be making a podcast at the moment. Every person who has a few... Uh, good stories from a Kentucky tour back in 2013 needs to make a 27-part podcast to detail them all. And it's drowning out quality podcasts like my own. And I think it's affecting my community radio ratings. I think I'm starting to fall behind in the ratings war with other dressage-themed radio shows in Australia. And it's got me pretty mad. I pushed an old lady in front of a truck today for no other reason than presuming my ratings had gone down. I'm mad and I'm serious. And so what I'd urge you to do is if you do have a 30-something-year-old straight male friend who is thinking about making a podcast, I would say, even before you've listened to it, in fact, I'd say don't listen to it, but just tell him it's bad. In fact, even if it's good, just tell him it's really bad. Be that authoritarian military dad, that disapproving dad, that you never had, and that they never had. You need to let them know that even though they're being creative and it's really healthy to have a hobby and they're otherwise good people, just tell them that they're bad people and that what they're doing sucks. And let's boost my ratings. I heard the police earlier on in April intercepted a driver crossing the border with almost half a million dollars worth of marijuana. And, and I thought, you know, we're in coronavirus lockdown. The last thing we want is people staying at home, eating crisps, watching David Attenborough documentaries and then re-watching them again.
1: Hello. Hello, Jimmy. What's going on? Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? You're on mute. I'm on what? No, I'm not you're, on mute. You're on mute. I'm <laughs> 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 Don't do this. Don't do this.
2: <laughs> How are you? How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? All right. Interview. Well, i do it. In three, tonight we are talking dressage with Where To, with a full stop on the end. He is one of Brisbane's most premier hip-hop beats masters. He was voted Brisbane's best up-and-coming celiac DJ. Three years being nominated, but without winning. And he's in the studio tonight... (laughs) And he's going to be hopefully dropping that famous catchphrase of his, turn that shit off and put on my music.
1: <laughs> uh, you might have just given me my new catchphrase. I appreciate I appreciate <laughs> it. When, when you like Google where to, it comes up with that Bible passage, you know, like where two oceans
0: meet or something. I can't remember what parable it is. Aren't that, you but. just a shortened version of that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's it. Uh, uh, don't you make you make Christian hip-hop beats, right? It's for it's for Christian rappers to go over the top of. Exactly exactly, that. exactly you that? Of so that. you know any Christian do you know any Christian rappers? Like just let them know. Well no, it is a genre. You know, they make Christian genres of pretty much every music. But what about instrumental music that doesn't have words? Like like I don't know, Christian deep house. Do you mean like Christian, like Christian people who are producing music? Yeah, yeah, okay. No, not I necessarily mean, Christian people making music, but it's like a genre. This is Christian hip-hop beats. And then people will be like, oh, it kind of just sounds like normal hip-hop beats. No, I will, hear, I will have you know that it's inspired <laughs> by chapter 7, verse 5 of John. That's exactly, but you should feel that, I think. Hopefully that comes through. I don't know. That comes through in the music of Where To. Uh,
1: yeah. I hope so. <laughs> That's what we're going for. Okay. It's like you don't have to read the Bible, you can just listen to a couple of my B tapes and that should do you alright.
0: So El Delpha, do you have a rival with, with him? Would you say you're the two That's biggest th- hip-hop artists in Brisbane right now?
1: <laughs> I mean I have a little bit of a budding romance with him, no, we can definitely not a rivalry.
0: Well then explain to me why your latest single says El Delpha, who shut ya? And then El Delpha's <laughs> latest single says Where to? I fucked your bitch! <laughs>
1: uh, I've, I haven't seen those yet They weren't supposed to be released for a while I mean it's a bit of it's a, You kind of ruined the ploy now <laughs> We're gonna like fake some beef for a little bit to See how the Brisbane scene would take it oh, Maybe no, we shouldn't though you, Maybe no, you, it's a bit too it, far
0: it, Brisbane would take it very very well That's, that's something that definitely drums up business well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, there doesn't seem to be as much beef anymore as there used to be. Maybe there is, I just don't see it. But. Too many vegans in this city. Uh, we, <laughs> Notorious B.I.G.'s mates literally shot Tupac.
1: Yeah, well, that's the theory, right? Like, it's never been proven. I thought it was... Wait, yeah, yeah, his his friend shot Tupac, and then what's the dude's name, the, the manager guy who...
0: Um, the one that Karen wanted to speak to? Oh, uh, God. Yeah, we just need ballpark music just to come out and say, you know the creases suck. And then the creases come out and be like, I fucked your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be nice.
2: Um.
0: So, okay. Uh, do you think that people are drawn to your style of music. You know, it's hip hop, but without words because people are so sick of going to rock concerts and just hearing like really shit banter in between the songs. Uh, this, uh, This next song, we wrote this when we were drunk. We were so drunk. Oh my God. Steve, the guitarist, how drunk were we? Yeah, that's right. You threw up and then I threw up on your throw up and then there was some chick. I swear to God, I'd never met this chick before in my life. And Steve, yeah, Steve hadn't met her before either. And then she was, like, walking past, and she's like, ooh. And anyway, this is our next song. It's called I Haven't Had Sex With Anyone Remotely Good-Looking Since You Broke Up With Me. <laughs> Talk to Odell, so we're not talking at the moment. So. Yeah, there's a lot of beef involved. There's I a lot of beef. You know. Big beef. Big beef. Not enough tofu in this city. Just <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I thought... You know, at first, the trouble with this coronavirus scandal was that you know it was tough for the music industry because the ca- the concerts were getting cancelled. And but it seems like the the real tragedy about coronavirus is that a lot of like really shit musicians uh, haven't decided to stop. They've decided to keep <coughs> on going and making really really tiresome music about just being locked down. Like I, I haven't heard many like lockdown. Have there been like lots oh. of lockdown albums come out? Like I forgot you deleted your Facebook. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That's it. Oh come on, you scroll down. There's just some. There's some band who came ninety number ninety six in the Triple J Hotels One Hundred of nineteen ninety three, and they're like, "Hey guys, this is the lockdown blues. Um, this is my my wife on the recorder." And and my dog's chewing on a tambourine. Anyway, this is the lockdown blues. Come bruv, bro. Just give it a... Just have a night off, please. And I'll tell you why. I'm so glad you're about to ask. I'll tell you exactly why. Um, <laughs> Celebrities have never been more irrelevant than they are right now. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. No one cares. There are closed beaches. The bars, the restaurants, the stadiums are all closed. Mm. We get $6,000 fines for breaking the rules. And then they go and do like a funny little clip and they say, hashtag stay home guys. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I've been doing that for months. I'll get a, literally get a $6,000 fine and some pepper spray in my eyes if I don't do that. But thank you for telling me to do that. Um, <laughs> On Facebook? No, was that? Well, yeah, like when? When did Facebook Live even become a thing? Dude, not Mark Zuckerberg. I don't hold. I don't hold all your private secrets, and I'm not selling your information to the Chinese, mate. I've done a few Twitch streams.
1: Like I did, um, like back when this collective I was working with called Dust Era was still kicking. Um,
0: Before they screwed you
1: over. I uh, know they. <laughs> Before Spotify, I came and ruined everything because SoundCloud died. Um, I did like one in my backyard here in Perth, like a couple of years ago. Do you remember when Tompa Beats was touring around
0: uh, Australia? I have no idea. I do not listen to music
1: at all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I swear I told you. Anyway, we did like a, a live stream in in my backyard here, which was. I mean, all my thought pre this was like, how do you make beats and like hip hop beats more uh, like conducive to live audiences? So, uh
0: huh. Um, do you think that? Do you think that is a challenge?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, it's really tough. It's really, it's really tough to get, like, people out to listen to, like, hip-hop instrumentals because like, it's not that exciting. And, like, that's why I think it's nice when you get, like, rappers come in and, like, do stuff over the top of beats. Like, it makes it a
0: little more interactive for audiences. Do you um, think that lends itself to a, a format where you could have multiple activities going on at the one time? For example, yeah, you are yeah, you're doing some hip-hop DJing, but there's also a naked 50-year-old woman lying down on the stage <laughs> and there's a class of art students painting her. See I would go to that Would you go to that? Hell yeah I always support mum In all of her new ventures Hip hop in Brisbane Seems to be like Slowly On the On the rise Um So Just a moment Where to No No Don't do that (laughs) What This is the fifth time this week Do not do that I'm asking you Please Do not Do that Don't You won't You won't? Okay. You promise? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry about that where to. It was just my wife trying to leave me again. Uh, The sound of the wheelie bag coming down the staircase gave her away again. So you're talking about (laughs) Brisbane (laughs) um, music. Um, So do you listen to similar music to that which you make? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 somewhat. And it forces you to look for like different things, which I think is kind of the beauty of it as well. Uh, Cause you like discover so much music through it. Cause you like sort of go down all these different avenues of different types of music. So you might be listening to like Brazilian music or like seventies soul. We so might God forbid have to listen to some eighties disco. So but um, <laughs> it like it forces you to look at other genres and it, it, it also like sort of re- not like repopularizes, but at least like uncovers like songs and albums that may have been like lost.
0: Someone comes up to you And they say Look this is a long story But <laughs> either We lose All the music Of Jay Diller And New Jobs for, Forever We can never listen To that music again Or you have to cut off Your left arm What What do you do? This is to me This is to you Oh, I, mean, I have such a low Pain threshold But
1: oh, Why would you ask me that? What an awful position You've
0: put me in Jay Diller Slash New Jobs Or your left arm Three oh God, Two uh, Alright you can take Well like Just, just to
1: clarify Like I, Can I be like Put under anesthetic So I don't feel anything like, I'll give the place?
0: option of They can just take your forearm But then you you lose new jobs Or J. Dillon <laughs> like, If you want both You have to cut off the whole oh, arm oh, I mean oh, oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings
1: I don't want, like... I mean, I have enough beef with El Belfer as it is. I don't want anyone else coming after
0: me. Or you can cut off El Belfa's arm. He's a dangerous dangerous man, Harry. He's a dangerous (laughs) man. I'm worried. This is actually a fan question. It actually comes... Yeah, it comes from El Belfa. Ensure we're on the same page.
1: If I can be put under... Like, put to sleep so I don't feel any pain, yeah, I'll... I'll I'll cop the left arm. Keep Dilla and Nujabis. Because so much stuff wouldn't have happened if not for Dilla. And Nujabis, but particularly Dilla.
0: No Dilla, No Oasis. If there's no new jobs, there's no Wonderwall. Simple as that. Where to? Maybe I am. Maybe I am. When yeah. You spend 16 right. months in the studio. You eat nothing but raw vermicelli noodles like you did in uni mm-hmm. the whole time just to afford the money to pay for the studio time to record and complete the album. You are vitamin yep. D deficient. Your own dog yeah. died because you were so immersed in your art and making the album that you forgot to freaking feed it. You released the album a I year did. and a half later and a reviewer from 4 Z says, Yeah, three stars, it's okay, but he's just not saying anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't really pay. Oh, yeah, I don't know if anyone actually reviews my music. If that is a review that exists, please forward it to me. Um,
0: okay. So, I mean, how's it, how's it going in Perth? What, what are you doing there? Uh, I'm, just with, I'm just with my family at the moment. Relaxing, staying inside. Making, right.
1: making new music? Making new music? Oh, so. new
0: music! Oh, new Exclusive, sif, 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 sif news here on Talking Dressage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're Perth guy right now. All right, you're Perth guy. Yeah. All right, so I'm coming Damn. to Perth. It's coronavirus lockdown. I've got 18 hours in Perth. What do you recommend I do? Like in these, I don't know, come sit in my front yard with me, <laughs> Alright, it's coronavirus time, you're going to London. Here is my guide to 24 hours in London. Go home. Okay. <laughs> sleep for as long as you can. The longer you sleep, the less time you have to worry about what you're going to do when you're awake. I feel very safe in Perth, though, you know, we're very, like, cut off from everything. Uh direct flights to London from Perth. Really? Yep. These these creatures are going to come off the plane frothing at the mouth and just oh, come good, into yeah. your front yard and you're there sipping sipping on beets and they're going to just Arr! and then bite you in the neck and you're going you're to start frothing at the mouth and then you're going to fly from Perth to Brisbane you're gonna, I'm already sipping beets on my veranda here in Brisbane Arr! and you're going to bite me on the neck and then I'm going to be like get him get off me get him freaking off me and my neighbours just going to spray you with the hose and the hose isn't doing anything He's got the coronavirus. Use the Windex
1: I <laughs> will come pay you a visit in the in the Fort Triple Z studio then we'll we'll see what happens. I,
0: I look forward to giving you a firm handshake. No, I gotta self I gotta self
1: I gotta self isolate when I get back so I'll be two weeks indoors again.
0: Right. It's is gonna be kinda Is, terrible, that, is that because but... of coronavirus or are you just an introverted um anti social person? That's, well yeah, <laughs> it is
1: it is because of coronavirus now, but yeah, it probably would have been that way anyway.
0: But no, look. Look, while we're here, we'll, we'll do a bit of a promo. Look, you got a new, you got a new EP. It's called "Since Since You Broke Up With Me." I haven't had sex with anyone remotely attractive. <laughs>
1: Don't take it there. Don't take it there. Um, since the last yeah, time I no, saw no, you.
0: Since the last time
1: I saw you, yeah, that's that's the one. And It's
0: like it's just uh, it comes from one of the lyrics from one of the songs, like from one of the samples. So. Okay, um, I really have to go. I actually really have to go. Alright, uh, uh, me no, too, me too. No, 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 no. no, no. Actually, no, I, I can, I can stay now. Actually. <laughs> I really have to go <laughs> No, no, no Actually, no, can, yeah. I, can I talk with you For a little bit longer? Nah, nah,
1: nah. We'll nah I actually have to go We'll talk some more
0: dressage nah, nah, I actually have we to haven't even talked
1: Equestrian yet
0: uh, Look, I miss, We're all going to make
1: sacrifices
0: I miss Maui Like a lot and if you if he could if now, get him good. on the track, then I could hang out with both y'all, and we could like catch up, and we could look back on those catch ups with a lot of fondness, and we could get someone to take a photo of us three, and then I could upload it to Facebook, and you wouldn't see it, and so I'd just like stick a dick next to your mouth. El Delfa <laughs> would comment, "LOL." Yeah, he would. <laughs> Who shot you? He would hey. Oh, I really have to go. Doesn't I actually Facebook, I really <laughs>
1: have to go. I actually, <laughs> seriously, nice. Uh, no, well, thanks for having me. it's, it's, it's be nice to talk again. No worries.
0: I actually, yeah, I'm not sure if we'll actually end up using any of that, but. Um... Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's alright. I enjoyed the experience anyway. Could yeah. you just send me, send, at least send me the
1: recording so I can listen to it at home or play it to my family uh, so They they don't know that it didn't
0: actually get used well that's that's the thing we didn't yeah we didn't record any of that We didn't. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry mean, dude this has just been a long time ago. yeah great to catch up though <laughs> either hey either way i've gotten value from it i've enjoyed myself if you got 18 hours in perth during coronavirus lockdown you have to hit up jimmy's sip on those beats yeah, <laughs> so yeah catch hey, the flip get Murray on the track So <laughs> yeah. yeah just Beyonce here, letting letting you guys know the rest of Destiny's Child, all your jobs are safe. I know that Michelle was recently culled from the group, but I just want to let you know, Kelly, um, Kelly Rowland, that your job is completely safe. We're not considering any further culling. So Kelly, just be really quiet when I'm talking and um, respect me and worship me and your job will be safe. So just wanted to reassure you of that going to the shops and coming back with coronavirus and no pasta. Um, Rather than going down to get pasta and not get coronavirus. It's like, you know, when those wives who get really exasperated with their husbands, hey, can you go down and get some, um, we're going to need some laundry detergent? Yeah, I can go get that. And they come back with um, ten packets of chips and a block of chocolate and no laundry detergent. And you go, oh, Daryl! It's like, Daryl, can you go and get some crisps? You go, okay. You want me to get crisps? I can do that. And you go down and they're all cleaned out. Um, everyone's stocked up with crisps for the for the long weekend. and Then you come back with coronavirus, and your wife goes, Daryl, I asked you to get one thing. You always come back with coronavirus." Oh. There, there was a there's a new dating app called Hinge. I briefly got onto it, and I was chatting to about four people at once. All right, and and all absolutely stunningly average looking, and. Uh, they all just started. They all just stopped replying, like on the same day, and I found it quite bizarre. And so I don't. I kind of felt a bit uh, self-conscious about googling this. I made sure, uh, looked around the room, made sure no one was looking. But I sort of googled: Is the Hinge dating app faulty? Do messages get lost in you know in cyberspace? And there was uh, like a Reddit. Um, chain and someone had asked this very question and someone who was obviously a very nice person someone who wanted to make us all feel a little better he said yes the hinge app is known to be very very faulty very faulty indeed in fact sometimes uh, messages uh, are sent by the girls and they're never received by the men and and, um, sometimes you have to turn your phone on and off multiple times before the messages appear and I said oh that explains a lot yep that must be it. And and this this Reddit uh, <laughs> chain was just full of blokes saying the exact same thing as what I was thinking. Um, oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, heaps of girls haven't replied and it made no sense. Like we were really getting along. So yeah, the message must have got lost. Hey, thanks, dude, for the heads up. I'll just turn my phone on and off. And so I turned it on off and on once and nothing really happened. Um, had a couple of messages from mum um, asking how I was, and a couple from Grandma asking if I'd find, found a, a girlfriend yet. I said yes, which made things very stressful because it meant I needed to find one before Christmas. Um, but I, I, I'm going to admit, all right, and if Cardinal Pell's listening, uh, let confessions begin. Uh, Cardinal, forgive me for I have sinned. I actually turned my phone off and on twice um waiting for those messages to pop up and so i decided after that well hinge must be very very faulty indeed if i have to phone, turn my my phone on and off twice and i still haven't got the replies yet so i decided to stop using that a lot of people are asking me harry what are the murdoch newspapers the rupert murdoch newspapers what are they not telling us about the link between climate change and coronavirus and this is pretty massive and you might be hearing it here first on Talking Dressage, what the Murdoch newspapers aren't telling you is that rising temperatures, okay, the climate change is causing uh, increased temperatures in the environment. Now, what this means is that bats don't know when it's day or nighttime. Bats usually being nocturnal, sleeping during the day, flying around at night time. Who's not flying around at night time? Humans. So that's how things have existed for millenniums. Humans don't hang out with bats. We don't interact with them. In fact, we want nothing to do with them. Now, the bats don't know whether it's day or night time because the temperature is rising. They go, oh, I can't tell the difference. So they're flying around during the day, okay? They're confused. And guess who's hanging out during the day? A man in the Wuhan province with a net, all right? And he's a big, big fan of Ozzy Osbourne and... This man catches the bat with a net and he has a terrible, terrible, god-awful idea which is to watch the film Bride Wars starring Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson. An awful, awful idea. And he pays the price. But then he decides to do something else and it may have something to do with having watched Bride Wars. Maybe his mind is in a stupor. He doesn't know what's going on because he's never seen anything so trashy and so insipid that he's now in a daze. He doesn't know what's edible and what's not edible, what should be humanely released and what should be half boiled in a pot. And he decides to eat the bat. A lot of people going around saying, you know, the kindness pandemic. And I think reach out to a local landlord near you and just say, are you okay?" So... You send your landlord a text message saying, hey, mate, won't be paying rent for six months, SOZ, X. Um, and then you send a follow-up maybe a couple of days later saying, are you okay? Um, uh, thinking of you, um, and that's you abbreviated because we're all very busy in this time of pandemic um, to, to write full words. A lot of people are saying, oh, Harry, there are silver linings to all this coronavirus scandal. And a lot of people are saying, what do you mean scandal? And I'm simply saying... Well, isn't that a bit of a sexier word than, you know, uh, outbreak, pandemic, crisis? It's kind of nice to say, oh, the scandal, when the coronavirus scandal first broke, when it was first leaked to the press, and it kind of, t- technically, the, the, the coronavirus pandemic was leaked to us. It didn't really, it wasn't really transparent what, what was going on at the beginning. I'm just like, here's yeah, a very sexy word, the coronavirus scandal. It's, I think that's what, how we should refer to it from now on. And a lot of people are saying, oh, but Harry, what about the upsides, the silver lining to the coronavirus scandal? You know, we're realizing what's important in life. What's important is family. What's important is friends, it's sticking together, community spirit. That's what's important. That's what coronavirus has taught us. And if anything, this is a good thing. I simply have to tell those people, yo, we can talk about the positives that came out of coronavirus, we can talk about the silver linings to the cloud that was coronavirus once we know what the bloody cloud looks like once we know where the cloud bloody ends i mean that's one of those long white clouds you get in new zealand at the moment what if everyone you know ends up dying what if there's complete societal collapse and buildings just crumbling and, you, and you're going to look back and go, well, on the upside, we've re- we've realised what's important. That's family and friends. And even though all my family and friends are dead from coronavirus, like, I I realised that they were important. That's the silver lining that's come out of all this. So I think it's Im- improper to be talking about positives and trying to spin coronavirus in your in your own personal positive way when it's ongoing. Like we, we cannot reflect. Um, it's it's a bit too early to be finalising the Wikipedia page for coronavirus. Coronavirus scandal is ongoing. This nude coronavirus scandal leaked to the media is, and it was, it kind of just was, it was leaked to the media by a dying doctor in Wuhan. Um, it was, it was actually, it genuinely was a scandal. It's a coronavirus scandal, 2020. Someone comes up to you and they say, I've been able to write like a lot of poetry. I've been writing some poetry, like, it's been great to just be like locked up, like, no parties to go to. So I've been focusing on my poetry and I've got a lot of great slam poetry written down. I can't wait to show you guys. So, kind of like, I don't know, turning like coronavirus into like a pretty good thing. And I simply have to say like, well, thousands of elderly Italians have died. So, it better be some damn good poetry if coronavirus turns out to be a good thing. Like, my brother's in London at the moment and and London is a cold and unfriendly place to begin with in the best of times, even when it was swinging in the 60s or... This coronavirus thing has kicked things to a new level. My, my brother says he'll be walking down the street and there'll be one other person on the street, so quiet with one other person, they'll see him coming and they'll cross to the other side of the road and he says it's just so, it's just so rude. Like, everyone's so scared of coronavirus. And I said, well, wait, what were you wearing? And he said, oh, I vote one Pauline Hansen T-shirt. Um, <laughs> and I was holding a gun. <laughs> but it's this coronavirus thing. has got Everyone acting really unfriendly crossing the other side of the road. All I was doing was driving my car on the sidewalk and she decides she's going to cross the other side of the road. It's so rude. Just don't get these these British people so cold and unfriendly. Our next <laughs> guest needs no introduction but it's a great way to fill time, and people say that this show is far too long. Uh, whether you know him as the frontman of the Creases or the multi-instrumentalist co-writer and producer and performer for Hatchie, or as the frontman of his new solo project, Rinse, or as your neighbour who flings his dog poop over <laughs> your back fence, it's Joe Aguilis. Wow, thanks. what an introduction thank you uh one of the interns put that one together though um <laughs> they've subsequently lost their their job Joe Aguias, people are crying, they are angry. they are saying musicians and bands need to do more to find a cure for coronavirus. What do you have to say to them um to know keep looking i guess it's it's amazing uh, um obviously a lot of bands and musicians, artists of all varieties are out of work at the moment because of the, the shutdowns and I thought musicians of all industries were so generous with their effort and their time to raise money for the bushfire victims. Perhaps it's time for the bushfire victims to see if there's a bit left over to give back.
3: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I, I think um, seeing as we raise so much money for that kind of stuff, I think it's quite possible we could do the same for you know, everyone that's having a tough time now as well.
0: I mean, through mediums like, uh, I know, Triple J on Earth and Facebook Live and whatnot, anyone who has any remote musical talent, and, and even when they're especially lacking musical talent, they, they have the ability to, to perform, and it's sort of democratised uh, music performance. But as the great Batuta Advocate article once said, um, pre-drinks ruined as host forgets to hide acoustic guitar. Uh, Joe, my question mainly is there are a lot of posters in primary school and high school that said, believe in your dreams. Um, and a lot of people grew up wanting to be musicians and things like that. But do we need more posters that just say, work in insurance, Steve, have two kids and one affair? Yeah, maybe.
3: I, I, I do think that the, when people pick up an acoustic guitar at parties and start playing along, they're, they're usually um, people usually don't want them to. So maybe, maybe there does need, do need to be more posters like that telling people not to follow their dreams for necessarily
0: too long. I'm not sure. Not everyone is Mozart, but some people have a vision and they can move the people and others just sort of irritate. I can give a great example, Joe, if you don't mind. I was walking through Queen Street Mall around Christmas time and I I stopped outside the... um, Outside David Jones, there was a wonderful chorus of uh, a choir of of, uh, young students who were singing Christmas Mm -hmm. carols. They were about about halfway through the first one. A bloke over at the pig and whistle plugs in and fires up um, a, a not-so-stirring rendition of Champagne Soup and over <laughs> so loud we could barely hear the, the choir. And I just thought to myself, mate, just just have a night off.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not... I can't say I'm too big of a fan of pub covers most of the time,
0: but um, sometimes they're all right. You do love Oasis. There, it was a bit of a pop and, and Madge has a sort of influence on a lot of your,
3: yeah, your music. Yeah, In small, small portions, I do. Um, yeah, I do like them a lot. But, um probably not one of my favourite kind of British bands. I think um, I think pubs actually probably ruined that for me. The,
0: the, the trouble is, if no one knew the song Wonderwall, and you, you were just trawling through YouTube one day and you found it, you'd be like, oh my god, this song is sick, and you'd put it on for the, like, <laughs> your mates on car trips, but, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I often think about that with bands like Oasis, whether or not I'd feel comp- like really differently about them and other people would as well if they didn't kind of have that, have that huge song. I mean, they had plenty of huge songs, but, you know, that one kind of worldwide hit, Wonderwall.
0: Joe, uh, a lot of your music is effects-laden and things like that, especially with this new track, Rinse, which is otherworldly, transportative even. (laughs) But are you known for picking up an acoustic guitar at a pre-drinks or things like this?
3: No, I'm actually, like, very bad. I'm not very good at playing instruments. Like, um, so I can't, like, jam with people and stuff like that, so... I'm definitely the last person to pick up a guitar at a party. Um, I kind of only really know how to play the songs that we, we play in the band. I'm I'm not really um very talented when it comes to playing instruments. I kind of just know, like, five chords and switch between them with every song. <laughs>
0: so you're a visionary?
3: No, not really.
0: <laughs> you an ideas man, Joe.
3: Um, maybe sometimes I have an okay idea, but I'm just lucky, I think.
0: Most of the time. Well the world's oldest man turned 112 today Joe. Um, they asked him what his the, the secret to, to his longevity was and he said avoid dying. <laughs> You've been in the musical industry uh, um, in three different internationally successful groups the Creases, Hachi and now Rince which you know you go on the YouTube videos a few comments in Spanish and Brazilian and whatnot <laughs> but uh, um what is the secret uh, to to longevity in the music industry as you see it?
3: I think not making whatever's coming next, treating treating every song and every release as not your last. I think it's, it's easy to get really wrapped up in how well something does, um, and you kind of just give up and um, move on, maybe, and quit, but... If you just think about this song, whatever you're releasing, doing a better one next time if you aren't happy with it, um, I think that's kind of more motivating. Um, I definitely like, have had times where I kind of just, um, found it really hard with like how things are going and stuff with music. But um, yeah, just remembering that you can kind of just keep bettering it with every every song and record you make. It's it's kind of makes it a lot easier, I think. Um, there's
0: a lot more longevity to it that way as well. Um, speaking of the creases, I mean, uh, the band members have moved on a bit. For example, Jared's now got Emerson Snow, and mm-hmm. guitarist Eamon is is uh, a trivia mogul. He has his uh, game show. Yeah. Um, Gabe is has his DJing, and yeah. Craig on synth has hay fever. So <laughs> do you have your price to get back together? Everyone has their price, Joe.
3: Um, we talked about it not that long ago. Gabe, Eamon, and I were having drinks a while back. And we talked about doing a, a fundraiser for the, to raise some money for the fire relief and stuff like that, but it kind of just um, didn't come together. But maybe one day, if the timing's right and the, there's a good enough reason to, I guess we're just all really busy. And
0: um, I've got a, a bit of fan mail here uh, from Simon from Bulimba. You, if you mind if we sure. ask... He says, what did you learn in prison and how did you grow as a songwriter while behind bars? Um, I don't know, I just
3: worked on my lyrics. Um, you don't have much else
0: so, to do in there. Sorry, Joe, that question was actually for Nikki Webster. I put that on the <laughs> wrong pile. Um, uh, do you think now that they've doubled the, the new start allowance, the government's doubled the new start allowance, that some musicians are probably earning more than they did before?
3: Yeah, I think definitely. Um, I think I definitely will be. I'm just about to actually go on to Centrelink and look up how much I'm eligible for. Um, I think definitely we'll be getting more than, you know, $50 a show each, that's for sure. No, it'd be great if they um, reopened a lumber lounge (laughs) as soon as this coronavirus has finished up. I don't know, probably Black Bear for a little dance or something like that.
0: You've been waiting for months to get that nice cold frothy you get to the front of the line and Bouncer says sorry mate you've had a few too many tonight
3: (laughs) yeah that, that happens to me quite often when I'm sober for some reason people so I wouldn't be surprised
0: Well, Joe, if we can take one positive out of this whole coronavirus shutdown thing, at least those people, those bouncers who've ever uh, refused your entry into a bar or a club, you know that they're out of work and probably in the Centrelink queue, they're going to get to the front. After lining up for hours all day to get to the front of that Centrelink queue, and then the Centrelink worker's going to go, sorry, sir, I've had a few few too many. Um, Pretty distasteful, that one. Uh, (laughs) Scott Morrison yesterday introduced the new one-friend rule, which is you sort of have to find one friend, and that's your the person you, you go out and about with now uh, um, sucks to be someone with more than one friend but uh, do you think this will spell the return of the indie folk duo? Oh maybe yeah That, that would be the worst thing to come out of COVID-19 know <laughs> yeah,
3: well yeah I guess I'm, I'm stuck with Harriet for one month for
0: my one friend um she lives with me, we live together but no indie
3: folk okay i can't promise i
0: can't promise anything tegan and sarah announced their triumphant return matt and kim oh god joe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, it really is what it says in the tin isn't it who's playing tonight matt and yeah. kim oh who's supporting tegan and sarah <laughs> jesus if you don't have a last name you're either super important like you know, like Kylie. Like you are the Kylie. Like you know, Kylie Minogue. <laughs> the the Madonna. The the Hatchy. Yeah. Or or you're either really unimportant. You know, you're Steve. Steve from Tawong, Do you know what I mean? Joe. No. Rince from now on. That's you. If, if, if honestly, Joe, if Rince is a solo project, isn't Rince your name now? I guess. Yeah. Maybe I should get my my name legally changed. Joe, tell me, tell me, tell me about tell me, tell me, tell me. So, this was recorded in 2019. Yeah,
3: um, it came together really quick. It was, um, yeah, and last year I kind of I actually recorded three more songs years before this one to release before this one. And I ended up liking this one the most and felt like it's a good starting place. So, kind of just got it together really quick and put it out there. Um, and I'm
0: really really happy with it and what, what made you want to go solo Joe were you getting a bit frustrated were you sitting there to the side playing the keys and backing vocals going I'm Joe fucking Aggius you know <laughs> I want no. the I want the front page Rolling Stone my face at the front rest of the band blurred in the background you know what I
3: mean no not at all I just I just find um, well it's different now that you know the coronavirus has happened but in the, the last couple of years with Hatchie I've kind of just been away constantly with that um, and hardly at home uh, so kind of starting another band where you kind of need the same four people at every show and in every place and in every studio recording just sem- just seemed a bit um, crazy and impossible to me. I kind of, with songwriting and music and stuff like that, I'm, I'm usually um, pretty self-sufficient. I kind of can do all the photos and videos and stuff like that. So I just thought I might as well
0: kind of make it one complete Um Kind of self-produced package. At least I, for I now. believe the word you're looking yeah. for is auteur. <laughs> All
3: right, auteur.
0: And so <laughs> those characters we saw in the music video, we saw a bit of and Saw uh, was that Charles fellow from Babaganoush? Yes, it was. We yeah. saw Harriet. These characters, they're more of a revolving door. You you can fire them at will. Press the button, the chair flips, and they fall into the furnace. Yeah,
3: exactly. And they know it. Um, you, should,
0: you should do the, the whole Prince thing where you say, "No one looks me in the eye."
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually, yeah, need them more than yeah, than me. So I have to be very nice to them, actually.
0: Yeah, you know, they put on a concert and people pay money to go, and then between songs and at the end, they just keep saying, "Thank you, thank you so much." If imagine being a hooker, all right, someone's paid you for sex, and then afterwards the hooker says. Thanks, Joe. Oh, sorry. Uh, you any flashbacks there? Um, I don't know. I I usually just say thanks once at the end, but I'm quite yes.
3: um, shy and awkward, so I couldn't really
0: stand but there. So you regret saying it?
3: Yeah. I um, <laughs> <laughs> don't know, yeah. I find the whole thank you and fake encore thing at shows quite strange
0: most of the time so
3: yeah I don't know, maybe I agree with that
0: that person Thank you Joe because I've seen there's quite an unhappy trend that a lot of musicians are' saying thank you way too much um, and mm. it's like yo you're doing us a favor like music is a miracle you you are delivering us this miracle you you are literally Joan of Arc you're Mary Magdalene up there like <laughs> just stop thanking us like we're meant to be washing your feet bro <laughs> well I
3: I, I mean yeah, I mean, I think you don't realise sometimes that you know, buying a ticket and seeing this person, you're kind of paying for their the rent and meal a lot of the time. So maybe, maybe you know, the audience does deserve a couple of thank yous, but maybe not too many,
0: you know. Anyway, Joe, you've been very generous with your time tonight. Thank you for coming no and talking dressage so and talking dressage. Cool. Thank you. I liked uh, ABC Brisbane on Facebook. So whenever i go on Facebook, I see the updates, and it's a little bit like installing a metal beam about. Ten centimetres above your head, where you where you sleep. So every morning you wake up and you sit up and you just bang your head, and go ah, fluffin' inio, and you have to say a made up swear word so the kids next door don't see, don't hear you say the f word every morning. You just wake up, you smack your head in the middle bar, and you go fluffin' inio. That's what it's like when you when you follow ABC Brisbane on Facebook. Every time I open my phone, I go ah, oh, fluffin' inio. And today I saw something I could not believe they had the gall to say this. The audacity, but they called out um, Scott Morrison because Scott Morrison he he couldn't say whether or not he was going to be taking a pay cut um, in solidarity with you know the people who've been, been, lost their jobs and being underpaid because of the coronavirus scandal. The salaries of all those people who work at the ABC, those salaries come from the exact same place, uh, come from the exact same place that Scott Morrison's salaries do, and that is the pockets of the redundant, the pockets of the underpaid, underemployed Australians right now. I mean, wh- what's the chief sports writer at the ABC doing right now? If he hasn't taken a pay cut, uh, I, that's the first place I'm looting. I'm throwing a brick through the ABC headquarters down in South Bank. Lord knows that there'll be no witnesses. Places as deserted as a bloody salt plain. So everyone who says, no, you do not defund the ABC. Do not do that. Well, I will simply say this. ABC is good, right? And they go, yeah, it's good. And I go, a lot of people listen to it, right? And they go, yeah, heaps of people listen to it. Everyone loves it. Okay, then why can it not be commercially profitable? Why do we have to collectively fund this left-wing propaganda machine? Honestly, saying, saying oh, Scott Morris is not taking a pay cut. And when the ABC is taking no pay cut, that's like, the, that's like Israel Falau calling out Donald Trump for, for inappropriate tweets. But maybe ABC staff have taken the pay rise for taking on the extra responsibility in the office for uh, being Jacinta Ardern's personal bootlickers. Um, I honestly think like, they've been heaping so much praise on Jacinta Ardern, it's sickening. It's perverse. I reckon, I reckon half the ABC staff is, after hours, working on making deep fake sex tapes of Jacinta Ardern, superimposing her face onto a, a porn star with a similar physique. Oh, look at
2: these guys. Not only is she a fantastic
0: leader, but now we can watch her hypothetically having intercourse. Oh, Daryl, you've done it again. Um, that's the ABC stuff. And all the lights are off at South Bank. Oh, you walk past at night with the gelada and you go, ah, the ABC building. They've all gone home for the day. Ah, bless our ABC. No, they're in there with the lights off, gathering around the computer, making deep fake sex tapes of Jacinta Arden, the creeps a bunch of creeps, and we can defame them as much as we want because they're not listening to 40%. They'll be listening to ABC superimposing over-the-top quotes from the campaign trail instead of orgasms. So Easter was last weekend. How was that? Oh, God, sorry to hear. I'm re- actually sorry, but wow, that's actually awful. And how itchy? Wow, okay, I, okay no, no more questions. When you're locked in as well, the parents aren't there. It's a bit tough when you want to do the Easter egg hunt when there's no one there to hide the eggs. So this is for next year. I know I probably could have told you this um, a week ago, but you really could do it any time. Um, I'm sure there are some weird offshoots of Christianity that celebrate Easter at different times. Yeah, a little bit like Chinese New Year. They got their own little New Year. So maybe like if there's Chinese Easter in like June, just you get really drunk and then you hide the Easter bunny the chocolate Easter bunny somewhere in, uh, the chocolate bilby somewhere in your house, and then you wake up the next day with a throbbing headache, and you go, let's find that bilby. And you might find it, or maybe you have to wait till the next year. And uh, Lord knows there's enough preservative in there to get through three Chinese Easter's.